Hey, it's me, Kayla, from the Mothering Together podcast, and I'm so excited you're joining me here today. So tell me, do you feel like you have no time for you? All your time is for everybody else, and none of it is for just you. You have so much to do that you can't even fathom doing something for yourself, and when you do go to do something for yourself, it's something like getting a manicure or maybe a massage, but certainly that is not enough to make you feel like yourself. Somewhere along the way, maybe you feel just a smidge like you're not the same girl you were now that you're a mom. If this rings true for you, then what I want you to do is I want you to listen today and I want you to have a pen and maybe a sticky note so you can write down some ideas for how you're gonna change your schedule starting today. We get it. Being a mom is hard. You need support through the amazing moments and the heartbreaking moments. Together, we'll find balance in the heavy role of mothering. We'll reconnect with the parts of ourselves that we've lost along the way. And we'll build a community that we can lean on. So one more time, let us just say, welcome, welcome, welcome to Mothering Mothering Together. All right, I've already talked about this on the podcast before, but it's worth revisiting. 3 p.m. in my house has historically been extremely hard. And until recently, it really has continued to be challenging. But I've used my process throughout my children's lives to tweak and adjust what we do at that time to help me to feel better, to help my kids to feel better. And I really think that's part of a successful time management, scheduling, homemaking life is being able to notice when you're in a bad routine or a routine that is not serving you. It doesn't, we don't have to shame it. It is what it is, but it is no longer serving you and it's time to get it out. So for me, 3 p.m. often, gets into that rut of it is not serving me and one of those times happened about I'd say about six months ago so my kids about six months ago were still in the early adjustment of becoming brothers right like I have a one-year-old now he was about six months old that's when they start moving and um So the brotherhood and the siblinghood was brand new and having to deal with two babies or two kids who move and interact with one another was new for me. So around 3 p.m. things started to get hairy pretty much every day. I would have to be making dinner or getting ready to make dinner and they would be, for lack of a better word, up each other's butts. So I was so frustrated and I did what I normally do before my therapy sessions. I wrote in my journal and I was like, what is wrong with this 3 p.m. time? Why is this always the time of day where we struggle? And so I came to my therapy session and it was a teletherapy session that day. And I said, okay, help. And so we worked together to kind of reframe my mindset. And I think that's always step one when you're thinking about something that's not going well for with you and your family, it's like, do I have a negative lens on this? And for me, for me, yes, I often have a negative lens. So having to reframe it 
and reshape how I'm thinking about it is really important. So instead of, oh, I have to help these kids while I'm also having to provide them with dinner, I reframe it to, I get to be home with my children. Not everyone does. I get to work with them to learn how to be with each other. And I get to provide food for my family. Now, that also can, if you take it too far, can make me feel guilty. So I'm also a fan of letting yourself sit in the suck. That's just sort of letting yourself feel how crummy it can be at 3 p.m. when everyone is like crying and loud and you are having your own sensory reaction to that. That's okay. And I think it's okay to sit in the suck and notice it and even just sort of smile at that feeling and say, I see you. I'm here in this crummy situation too. And that's something I do a lot. So like I said, I brought this problem to my therapist and I said, okay, help me solve this problem because, and what she recommended was kind of having a reset in the afternoon where I did something for myself. And this is kind of the inspiration for this podcast episode today, because I was like, I have no idea what to do for myself. (laughs) I don't know what I like. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't even remember what I used to do before kids. And so that was my homework for that time in my therapy. I had to go home and think about what I like and who I am and what my passions are or were and rediscover me. And I did that work and I have to say, yeah, there are still moments. Now my kids are older and there's new challenges, but there are moments now where I look up at my life and I pause for a moment and I think back to what things were six months ago, a year ago, and I realize how much of my passions are now integrated into our daily lives. I rediscovered that I love to read books and I also have been leaning harder into, this is a little embarrassing, into like dance um, workouts. So I'm really obsessed. There's this Encanto um, dance workout that is just amazing. And my sons and I do it together. And it's like the most uplifting thing I do. And we do it, guess when? At 3 p.m. And guess what it does? It shifts the mood from like a negative vibe into, hey, we're all dancing together and we're about to shift into our next activity, which is making dinner. And it, I swear to you, it makes such a difference to do this work that we're about to do. Are you ready? All right, friends, the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna hop into our time machine and we are gonna go back to just before you met your partner that you had children with. And we are going to think about what were you doing? What was your day-to-day life like? What did you like to do? How did you spend your time? Think about that. What were your hobbies then? Just, I'm going to give you a few minutes. Just jot down three things you used to do Or maybe you still do them. That's cool. If you still have hobbies that have carried through, write those down. But if you have hobbies that have fallen by the wayside that you used to love, write them down. Okay. Now, gather your things. Don't forget. Phone keys, wallet, as 
my husband's mom would say, grab your phone, your keys, your wallet, and get on board our time machine. We are going back even further. Now we're going to second grade. Whoa, who was your teacher? Who was your best friend? What was your favorite song? What year was it? If you want to go and tell me actually in the Facebook group, that would be hilarious. I, I'm <laughs> picturing like Lisa Frank, all that bright color. Um, anyway, get back to second grade and now think about when you had time to yourself, what did you do? What did you and your besties do when you had play dates? What did you do when you had alone time? You didn't have a job back then, so you filled your time in a way that soothed your soul in some way, hopefully. And think on that and write down two, maybe three things that you enjoyed back then. All right, so now we have a list of five to six activities that we know you like. Now, if you are like me, then that might not be enough. So maybe think even further, do a little, a little gargling, a little Googling and find a list of hobbies. <laughs> It's not hard. <laughs> I actually, when I, after that therapy session, there's a list of pleasant, pleasing daily activities for uh, DBT, which I forget the, what it stands for. I'm thinking diabolical behavioral therapy, but that can't be. It must be dialectical behavioral therapy. There's a list of daily activities that bring joy. And I took it, it was like, there's hundreds of activities and I took it and I literally highlighted all the pleasant activities that I could do with my kids around because hello, I'm a stay at home mom. I can't just ditch my kids somewhere and do something fun. I have to figure out a way to solve this problem while my kids are in the building and I have to do it in a way that feels good to me. And so that meant finding a way to do these enjoyable things with my kids. And that's what you're going to have to do. So you're going to have to figure out a way to put these passions that you wrote down. Maybe you wrote down, you used to love rollerblading and it's springtime. Go buy yourself some rollerblades and get your kids some roller skates and get your booties outside and do some rollerblading and see if that is something that can make you feel happy in your day-to-day -day life. Maybe you wrote down that you really loved art as a kid and coloring. Buy yourself a very special coloring book or not, or if you're just sort of like, I, I'm not an art lover, so this is clearly coming through, but get yourself a piece of paper and a pencil and do a charcoal, whatever drawing, do that. That's one thing. So you can either put your passions into your daily rhythms with your kids, or you can have your kids do something boring with you throughout the day so that when they go to bed, you have that time to yourself. What I mean is have your kids do the cleaning with you, have your kids with you while you do the laundry, have your kids with you while you're doing the things that the house requires and don't make it boring like engage with your kids have a conversation imagine together pretend together embrace the fact that if you're doing these activities with kids it's going to be slow but get that stuff done during the day while they're awake and then you have their sleep time to lean into yourself and your time and you don't have to be 
rushing around doing laundry and all these other things after they go to bed. You have that time now for you and your passion time. Another thing you can do if you are partner parenting is you and your partner can split the day and one of you takes the kids in the morning and the other one of you takes the kids in the afternoon and then you each get half of a day to yourselves. And if you can create that rhythm in your schedule, the kids will look forward to it. They get their special time with each parent. You can schedule the classic self-care appointments in that. You can schedule your massage during that time. You can schedule your manicure during that time. And so those are the classic things, but you could also go for a hike. You could figure out a routine to go spend time with your girlfriends. Like it could be awesome. And icing on the cake, by the way, would be to then schedule a date night with your partner at the end of that day. So you each have your own things and then you have a date night. And guess what? You would then have things to talk about that weren't your kids. You could talk about what you did during your alone time and That would make for a really nice date. I hinted at it a little bit earlier, but I don't believe that a manicure is actually self-care. I don't believe that even getting a massage, while I think it is helpful and relaxing, I don't think that's self-care. What I think is self-care is letting yourself be your true self throughout the day. And that means sometimes setting boundaries. That means not being a people pleaser. That might mean saying no. So for me, this has been a journey and it continues to be a journey of learning to say no, learning that I can say no to my partner, learning that I can say, I'm going to stay home for this one and have some time to myself. You take the kids and go do that, but I need to stay home. I don't need to do that. Um, learning that it's okay to choose some friends who make you feel good over other friends who are draining, learning that it's okay to say no to the birthday party. It's okay to say no to the family event that you have gone to for 30 years. It is okay because if you say no to that, then you're going to feel better as long as it's in line with what you truly believe and what truly lights you up, you will feel better in your day-to-day life if you start setting those boundaries. That is the true self-care. And that's probably a topic for a whole other podcast. But start to think about that. So getting back to that day that I showed up at therapy and I said, help, I am miserable at 3 p.m., I still get miserable at 3 p.m. Let's be honest, it is not perfect. It will never be perfect. I tweak this time of day constantly. My kids are ever-changing. Our days are ever-changing. Our schedules are ever-changing. And so it's not perfect, but it is better. Nine times out of 10, my husband comes home and we're mostly happy. We're not, I'm not crying. Most of the time, we are just happier. Our overall vibe is better. Adding in self-care, care for myself, taking care of me, adding my passions to our day, those tweaks have made such a difference in my life. And I want to do that for you. 
So let's take all the work we've done so far together, all the remembering, all the mind work, and we're going to turn it into some actionable steps that you can take from this podcast and really make some change today, tomorrow, next week, however soon you can implement it, depending on what your hobby is. It's a little tricky for me to tell you exactly what to do because you're not sitting in front of me saying, Kayla, I love rollerblading and it's the most fun I've ever had in my life and I would really love to implement that, but I have XYZ kids and these kids, Sally and Bobby, are really picky about who babysits them and so I can't do it during the day and yada yada yada. I don't exactly know your boundaries. And I don't exactly know, I guess not your boundaries, but your barriers to success and why, why you haven't already done this. Why haven't you already done this? But I do know this. I know that for you, it is important that you bring back the joy, that you fill your time with something that lights you up. And so it's worth taking the time right now on your little post-it that we got at the beginning to think about what it would look like to try to add one of these hobbies into your life. If you're like me, then even just thinking about it is gonna be, kind of feel insurmountable. It's gonna feel like you just can't, you can't do it. And I want you to challenge that thinking. That is a pattern of all or nothing thinking. And you don't have to, let's stick with the rollerblading, I guess. You don't have to join the roller derby in order to add rollerblading to your life. You can buy or find a pair of roller blades, roller skates, and push your kid in your driveway or the parking lot of your apartment complex. Like you don't have to go to the 100% practically a professional rollerblader in order to have rollerblading in your life. Rollerblading is a really silly example. Maybe you like cooking. Maybe you like baking. Those, you can take tiny recipes. You can Google short baking experiments. Cake in a cup, not cupcake, because that's something totally different, but cake in a cup. Can I make that after the kids go to bed? Adding back just the little bit of what brings you light, brings you joy, it's gonna make a big difference. And I know I sound, I almost sound angry about it. I am angry about it because I want you to get the joy out of life and I don't want you to feel like you can't do that because you're a mom. And I don't want you to feel like when you had kids, a part of you died. I want you to feel like when you had kids, you grew. You didn't lose anything. You grew. You might have gotten a little lost, but nothing went away. You're still inside of you and we're just going to add different things to your schedule to make you feel more connected with the girl from before, before kids. And I think you're gonna like it. Well, I think I got on a little tangent today, but I really love this topic. I think it's so important for all of us to just feel like we love ourselves and like we're taking care of ourselves and our hobbies and our interests. As we wrap up, I just wanna wish you a fantastic week. I hope that the information today you are able to implement immediately let me know over on Facebook in our Mothering Together group. I want to know what you're adding to your life. Send me a picture. I would love to see what you're doing. Hey, if anyone rollerblades, I would really like to know about it. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.